For some, someone mentioned coffee. Coffee all of a sudden became a major issue this morning, didn't it? It just became a major, a major thing. Thank you, Debbie. What, Debbie, thank you for going to my She knew how desperate some of you would be when you got here, so she stopped by Starbucks and got coffee to make sure that happened. So I think things like this. I mean, I, I found myself. I live. I'm. I, I am phenomenally blessed. I get to live up on the hill over here and I can look out and oversee some of the valley. And I just had to keep going to my window and looking out because it was just such a, a strange new oddity that it was dark outside. Mm -hmm. It was dark, you know? And first the Lindemar Shopping Center, I could still they still had power for a while because Safeway was probably going, oh, no, no. And, um, and so they were holding out for a while and pretty soon they went dark and, and everything went dark. Um, and it was just so interesting, except a little light on his ghost shed, of course. Um, but, <laughs> the ghost must have scared the court. 
so, you know, I, and so I just kept on going to the window, and I just realized that so often things, time, when things happen like this, they stir things in us, don't they? They stir things that we're not necessarily always thinking about, or make us think about things that we're not thinking about. So I've been praying all morning and as we're singing, and I really feel kind of led by, by the Spirit. You take my manuscript and, and set it aside. Uh-oh, what are you doing, Rob? I know. <laughs> <laughs> shepherd, pastor, that teacher shepherd thing, part of what I'm very passionate about because that's how God wired me, a shepherd is someone who comes alongside and wants to do everything they can to create a community. To create a community of people that are sharing life with one another, that are sharing the goodness of God with one another. I think that's what so oftentimes, I'll be just very honest with you, I love teaching, I love preaching, I love I so vitally important, but then a lot of times I go home after Sunday, and sometimes I feel kind of empty, because I feel like I haven't connected in, in ways I'd like to be. I probably love, you know, I've been Bible study, but then going to coffee with different people, I'm talking about uh, different things, and a couple of the guys I get together with on a regular basis, where God allows me to open up and speak the gospel into their life, and um, so I thought we would do that a little bit this morning. Here's what I'd like us to do, and I'll start. Well, what I'd like us to do is to let's let's one another one another a little bit let's share what god is doing in your life specifically if you can i would say through the word through this your time in the word now they're talking about oh, crud i haven't been in the word much this week not nothing no we've all been impacted by god's word on many different levels so here's what I'd like to do this morning. I would like to ask you to sit there and just pray a little bit and ask God, what have you been teaching me through your word? What have you been teaching me? What have you, what have you been showing me? What have you been convicting me of? This is a great time. To, this is, these are times when we confess. We confess our sins to one another, where we encourage one another. If someone has a problem and they're saying, I've been struggling with anger, anxiety, or worry, this is times when maybe not in this room right now, but later we speak the gospel to these people and we let them know that, listen, Christ already did all the hard work for you. You don't have to work. You don't have to work for his approval. You do not have to work for things to work out just right because Jesus did all the work. Your role is to rest in him. Those are the kinds of things we need to be saying to one another. I had someone the other day, I was talking to a guy, was talking to me about this kind of thing. Tell me what was going on in his life. He was telling me the difficulties that he was struggling. He was, he, he was specifically talking about some of the, the hurts that he was going through and, and how that wanted him to really, kind of how he felt about some other people that he felt were, were hurting him. And I really just felt like the Lord telling me, you, you want them, you, you really are having a hard time and really want them to kind of pay for what they've done and kind of see what they've done, right? He goes, yeah. And then, not to be glib, but I said to him, what do you deserve? What do you deserve? And this fellow is a good Christian brother, and he he put his head down, he went, preach it. And it was great. Because we got to talk about the fact that we all deserve hell. 
We all deserve punishment. We all deserve God's wrath. But because of Jesus, because of Jesus, our identity is now found in him. And not only that, we have the power then to forgive those that have wronged us. That's the power of the gospel. That's the power of, those are the things that we need to be saying. Like I said, that was something that the Holy Spirit gave me. That wasn't my great wonderfulness. It was realizing that, wait a second, this person is expressing a hurt and a, and a sorrow and something very significant in their life. It's my role as their friend and as a brother in Christ then to speak the gospel into their life somehow. To speak the truth of who they are in Jesus and how that plays out and how they now need to replace, we can work on replacing that with thinking. Have you ever had that as a believer before? You know you're having thoughts that you know are not honoring God. But we tend to go, I need to just push those aside. Or I need to get rid of those. That's not the answer. The answer is replacing those thoughts with the correct thoughts. This is my, this is my therapist coming out now, too. <laughs> it's replacing those thoughts, but not just with good thoughts, not with happy thoughts, but with the truth of the gospel. With the truth of who I am in Jesus. When I'm struggling with myself first, when I'm struggling with worrying about what other people think about me, things that I go through in my life, I have to remind myself intentionally, I have to remind myself, wait, Rob, you are in Christ. How does God view his son? He adores him. I'm in Christ. See how that kind of stuff would be marinating in that? My problem is I have decades and decades and decades of not doing that. Of just having a lot of Christian head knowledge, but not applying it to my life. So that's kind of my little tirade a little bit, but let me share with you what mine. I want you to be thinking about. Just think about what God has been teaching you uh, in, in your time in the Word and prayer with Him and some things you've been going through. I'm, um, I'm doing uh, uh, through the Bible, doing a through the Bible, read through the Bible, you know, that version app that there is out there. I've been doing the through the Bible thing because I want to get through the Bible. I got like nine days left. I'm almost done. But what that means is in the Old Testament portion, I'm in the minor prophets. Haggai, Zechariah, Zupadiah, all these, you know, all these guys that are preaching doom, doom, doom um, to uh, Israel. But, I, I, but as I was reading, as I'm reading this in the morning, I'm, uh, I'm thinking, okay, God, what, what is in this for me? <laughs> what, how, what's in this for me? And it really struck me, and it really encouraged me, because I was, realized, I was just recently in Zechariah, and Zechariah is talking about these dreams and these bizarre visions that, he's, that God is giving him about what's going to happen to Israel but then, toward, at the end of each one of these dreams and these visions, God gives him a picture of restoration. He gives him a picture of, listen, you've all been so disobedient, so horrible. My people that I chose to be the ones that were to show my glory to the world, you have just absolutely gone the opposite direction. And he just talks about how they're going to suffer and how they're going to be this overthrown, but then he talks about how he's going to restore them, and one day there's going to be this time where they're going to eat with and hang out with the brothers and sisters that are glorying. And I got to tell you guys, 
it really, I needed that. I've been needing that. I've been needing to hear that no matter how difficult things are, no matter how even I mess up or disobedient I get, God is longing, longing for deeper and deep fellowship with me and longing to, to restore what I ruined. Things that I mess up, he wants to restore. Yeah, I think back to the early years of my marriage when I was such a nincompoop. <laughs> I, uh, um, and still am, but hopefully a little bit less. And just the things that I did and didn't do in my marriage, how graceful my wife has been in <laughs> letting me stay around. <laughs> but no, just being in, just let it forgiving and things like that. And I think about how much more God how much more have I been disobedient? How much more have I had a bad attitude? How much more have I thought bad things about other people, held a grudge or whatever? And these books of the, these minor prophets, believe it or not, have been speaking to me about what it means that God, to, be, to know that I'm still sought after, even in the midst of my rebellion, being lackadaisical in my faith at times, that no matter what, he is seeking me. Wow. I gotta tell you, that's been so encouraging to me. So and it's got it gets it's what gets me through the struggles and the difficulties and the, the things that are so easy to focus on that are the, that are negative and hard. So you don't so you don't have to take as long as I did to tell on that, so by the way. But I would love and we would love to hear maybe just a brief thing of how, what has God been teaching you? What has the Lord been showing you through your time in the Word, specifically, or just through some circumstances that you feel like He's been just allowing in your life to kind of speak to you, gnaw away at you, draw you to Him? I'll wait for you to go. Yes? I found that people tend to look at themselves as sinners. I read in the scriptures is that I am a man of God, and since I have been saved, I am not a sinner. I am a man of God who tends to sin. And that in that understanding, it's it's like receiving that grace that God has. And I can I can truly say that I am blessed and I am favored because even though I sin, even though I I fall down, I have faults. God still looks at me as that man of God. Yeah. And so in spite of my faults, he still blesses me yeah. and lifts me up. So good. That's a good word. Thank you. That's so good. We are in Christ. Yeah, we're not this. That's great. Awesome. Yes, Lisa. There's, um, God's been teaching me a lot through a project that I've been working on. It's an all-volunteer project. And, um, couple things have come up. One is I was really inspired by um, Jimmy Herbert when she was, when we were trying to prep for BBS a couple years ago and just really praying for workers. And right now volunteering is really hard to come by um, in the public schools. And so um, when I took, uh, when I started to kind of steer this project, it was really like, okay, God, you know, kind of pray for, pray for workers, pray for helpers. And, um, it didn't kind of long coming, and over the summer it was really depressing because we were seeing, but God really provided those workers at the beginning of the, you know, of August. And 
So every time we work on the it's like, okay, remember to thank God for, yeah. you know, for that person yeah. yeah. who was coming in to, to help out. And then, um, you know, as things have kind of come along, it's like, it always draws me back, like this project is really, you know, God is really going to have to hear this project and to be really thankful for the workers and for the people and the enthusiasm of people who kind of stepped up for it. Um, and then the other thing is that um, I'm not so great at organizing these kinds of things, and so just really asking God to kind of help work that out, but also doing like um, in honoring these helpers, and um, in a way, it's like also trying to think about how does God's love and God's providence translate into sort of the secular world. So just really honoring what these what the gifts that these different volunteers have, trying to work with them and receiving what they have to give, working with, you know, kind of um, pointing elbows sometimes. And um, God really taught me a lot about how to care for and um, honor people with their different gifts. And then the other thing is also accepting forgiveness for myself in terms of like things that I've not done well or made mistakes and or maybe hurt other people's feelings. But, and um, so I feel like God is really, um, kind of
Go ahead. Veronica, go ahead. Um, I think that it's a success in this city to feel that the situation is in motion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that through this, we can all become stronger in Christ because of her example and her willingness to clean into the situation. And that we may all grow from it. Amen. Thank you, Veronica. Mike, did you have something? Yeah, I, I'm reading the Proverbs daily. I'm reading the 27. Mm -hmm. There's a 30 month Proverbs, and there's 31 days in a month. And it's not like we need great gas here or something. I'm Proverbs 7, I'm reading on day number 7. It's just something new. Mm -hmm. Wisdom and knowledge. It, it just. So you're doing that every month, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you give us one of your jewels, one of your nuggets from the last month? Yeah, yeah. Like you say, with with the uh, with the uh, the Mario prophets. Uh, I mean, like, uh, I mean, yeah, like uh, Amos 8 11, where, where it, it, it's, it, it's really deep here. It says, uh, right here, Amos 8 11, it says, uh, by, okay, uh, it says here, uh, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord God, when I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst of water. But in hearing the word of the Lord, they shall wander from sea to sea, and from north to east, and they shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, but they shall not find it. So in the last days, you know, which could be you know, people are going to cover for the word of the Lord, you know. And but I again reading Proverbs, I get something deep out of it all the time, you know, just it's it's a hunger, you know. Good. That's awesome, Mike. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so good. So good. Who else? Yes, Michelle. So I'm in Drexel, so being an architect. And last spring we have a big review. And when you print out like drawings that are six feet long and put them up on the wall and guests come in to tell you how you're doing. And I've been so ready and I was kind of panicky and I didn't know what I was going to say and I thought, well, while the other people are going, I'll have a chance to figure out what I'm going to say. And then the guy called me and said, here's this. <laughs> 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 Complete panic attack. I was just like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't have time. And I remember, so I was kind of God. And he brought me to school to be there to do this thing. Mm -hmm. He's got it. He knows what I can say. And and then I realized that it's not, they're not judging me. They're judging me as an architect. And it just, Totally, he totally calmed me down, and I got through it, and it was good. And then, like two days later, the teacher said, "You went first because I need to say what the school was about." <laughs> 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 so good. See, you were you you recognize where your identity truly came from. That's awesome. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and he, he spoke to me. I knelt to the cross, and he spoke to me. He said, how can you doubt me? See what I've done for you. So I, I began to realize he had a lot to say to me, but I just listened to him. Mm. I learned to understand the voice of God throughout the day. He still when I shut up and listen. <laughs> so good, yeah. We a lot of times don't recognize the voice of God because we haven't been listening for the voice of God. We do the talking. We do the thinking. We do the action. Yeah. That's a great word, boy, and thank you. Israel and Judah 
Everything is going wrong. Everything. Power's off. Power's off. No coffee. I'm going to rejoice. Yeah. That's a great word, Joe. Thank you. That's great. A couple more. Share specifically what that, what you um, want prayer for? Well, I mean, uh, specifically, um, as I'm struggling to kind of, um, 
Some of you are more acquainted with um, Veronica's situation than others, but I would encourage you to come alongside Veronica and be prepared specifically for her and things that she's looking for for housing right now and uh, reconciliation in the marriage and different things like that that we're really pray, hoping and praying for. Uh, who will pray right now for Veronica? Go, Joe. Father, thank you uh, for the time that we can be uh, sharing with one another victories, but also uh, testing times, and uh, and all of us have these times that do seem very bleak in our lives, and our circumstances and surroundings tell us to look more at the ways than we do at the, the, the power of the Christ that we name and follow. So bless Veronica in this difficult time in her life, heal family relationships, uh, help her to know that underneath and around her are the loving arms of the Savior, and mm -hmm. help her to rest in that, and be able to rejoice in the Lord in spite of the bleakness of uh, things at the present. So please encourage Veronica and lift her up, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. One more?
um, the love of God that I can feel through all of you, even though I haven't been to talk to all of you, but it, it, it feels good for me. And that's what I'm looking for. Thanks, Carmen. That's great. That is great. It is good to be together, isn't it? It's good to be together, but it's good to know what's going on with one another. You know, it's good to, to share like this. You know, the Bible talks about the priesthood of the believers, which means we are all priests, which means God is working in and through every single one of us. So it behooves us to be not only sharing what God is doing, but receiving what God is doing from others. So good. I, this is a great time for me, i got to tell you. Thank you. Thanks. So, so, so rich and so good. We're going to go into communion uh, right now. What a great way to, to cap this morning off. Uh, Robin's going to, the band is going to come on up and, um, and we just take some time to uh, just celebrate kind of what uh, we've just heard. Uh, you know, Dwayne talked about kind of that theme and I I really sense that kind of that theme of the whole uh, of finding our identity in Christ and as a, as, as a body, as fellow believers, finding our identity in Christ and how we celebrate what he did uh, by allowing us to be found in Christ. Uh, oh my gosh, let's celebrate that uh, together. So let's just take your time, come on up, when you feel ready to come on up and uh, take communion. Uh, let me pray. Father God, I thank you uh, that you have, just in this last half hour, just proven how you, your spirit is alive and well in your believers. Uh, we're so grateful for what you're doing in our lives. We're grateful for your word that, that encourages us, it challenges us, convicts us. God, may we run to it constantly, and may it continue to shape our identity, identity that we have in you. Move into communion, Father, as we remember that on the night that he was betrayed, Jesus took the bread and he broke it. He broke the bread and he said, this represents my body that's been given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when he took the cup and he said, this is, resembles this new covenant in my blood. It's the new covenant, this new transaction, this new agreement. 